welcome to the next installment of the SUAS News Podcast Series, where we interview newsmakers and discuss the news and applications relevant to the global unmanned technologies community. I'm your program host, Patrick Egan, and we will say hello and welcome to our guest co-host, Mr. Colin Snow, also known as the Drone Analyst. Hello, Colin. Hello, Dr. Egan. <laughs> professor, doctor, or doctor professor. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, it's hard to keep it all straight these days. So you're fresh back from a, a sunny vacation. Yes, sir. You were. You were. It was. Some of us get to go on vacation in this business, and uh, so you had a good time. You took a week off from drones. What? Uh, what? What's on your mind now? Anything you're following? Uh, yeah, I am. I'm actually following three things, and of course, one of them is the investment activity and and uh, things that 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 we see, you know, with um, on today's show, like the two announcements that came out today with uh, Pre-Dam and Drone Deploy, and and uh, we're doing research on the drone rush, right? Uh, everybody's rushing in to get the remote pilot certificate with the small UAS rating, and then in conjunction with that, we're sort of looking at the the how that's going to shake out with a myriad of forecasts that predict the huge drone sales and huge drone commercial markets that are going to happen in the next few years, um, like the latest one that's out there from PDWC Group in Poland that predicts uh, the emerging global market for business services using drones is $127 billion. And then I'm tracking uh, DJI's attempt to kind of reposition themselves as a key player in the enterprise drone market and um, looking at their claims and... Um, um, so yeah, we're 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 tracking a lot of uh, interesting topics. Well, it's good you took a week off so you could regroup. Um, you know, right before you came on, I was talking to a, today's guest, uh, Mike Wynn, and we might as well bring him on, Mike Wynn from Drone Deploy. Hi, Mike. Hi, Professor Egan. I'll get that right. Yeah, professor, you could. Hey, uh, yeah. So uh, just before we uh, went live here, I was discussing my personal, um, you know, drone funding strategy, which was put it all on black and let it, let it ride uh, <laughs> until the ship comes in. I was trying to give advice to Mike, but uh, he was he's not buying in on that. Hmm. Anyway, yeah. There's a there's a lot of stuff going on, uh, and it's a very exciting time. There's lots of things happening. And uh, that's one of the reasons that we're having today's uh, podcast guest, Mike Wynn, and it's called Drone Deploy. And we wanted to talk about this this company because I've I've kind of uh, I've known you guys for a while. Uh, it's been a few years. You remember the first time we met, Mike? I do. About three three and a half years ago. Yes, it was a little while ago. And actually, you guys had. Uh, Pretty good idea for some some software for drones, um, and it was pretty exciting. And it's uh, been exciting to kind of watch you guys, you Nick and Juno, um, build this company and come up with a uh, an app that uh, the first time I used it, I got to I got to be honest. First time I used your app, I thought I did something wrong because it was so easy to use. <laughs> Uh, we don't really want to make you feel that way. But um, for all the guys that haven't used a drone before, they didn't know that they were hard to use. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, okay, let's start into this. Maybe you could uh, introduce yourself to the audience, little bio, and how you got involved with unmanned aircraft systems. 
Sure. Um, so yeah, I'm Mike Wynn. I'm a CEO and one of the founders of Drone Deploy. And yeah, as you said, Patrick, we make commercial software for drones, and it's designed to be really easy to use, very accessible, um, and enable anyone to make a drone productive for their business. Here right now we have drone deploy users in around 130 countries. They're generating tens of thousands of acres of map per day uh, across every every industry. If if there's an industry that kind of exists outside and a drone can fly above it, there's a very high likelihood that there are people out in the world using drone deploy to help them make decisions. Well, I know that, you know, there's been, we've run some of the stories about some of the milestones that Drone Deploy has hit, and I wanted to kind of talk about those. Um, I mean, every couple of weeks, it's there, you come up with a new total of, like, you know, uh, acres, maps, and miles of road, and did you have some of those statistics handy? Yeah, I mean, I can talk about one of the new ones that we're really proud of is um, we just announced that our user base had generated 5 million acres of, of drone map uh, around the world. That's a, that's a big area. That's about the size of the country of Wales. It's more than a country. And it's getting big really fast. I think it's doubling roughly every four, four months or so. And so that's just like a really good kind of signal. I mean, we've got Colin here as well. He's talking about, if you think about how drones are being adopted worldwide, it's, the momentum is only increasing. Yeah, it's uh, those are great milestones, and I'm sure you know. Um, you know, I, I was at the uh, the office not too long ago. You weren't there that day, I don't think, but uh, came over. It looks like you've got a bunch of new people. Uh, the the mood is really good. Everybody's like, uh, I came and did a presentation. I don't know if you heard about it, but uh, I, I came and did a presentation, and I, I brought one of my students. Uh, from the Academy of Art, and I actually went first because my my presentation wasn't half as good as his. But uh, really, you know, what what I was hearing from the people that are working for you guys is uh, lots of excitement, lots of new features for this uh, app that you guys have. I mean, it just seems like you guys are going gangbusters. Yeah, I mean, um, we are, team is growing. We're about thirty seven people now about doubled in the last six months. We're still actually one of the smaller teams in the drone space, but we're moving really fast. We're lucky we just focus on software, so we get to try and make the best software out there. We don't make any hardware. Um, and the product is evolving really rapidly. There's a new feature every week or two. We have um, been making massive overhauls to our user interface to make it even simpler, even better for first-time drone users, making it more powerful with more analytical tools, a couple of weeks ago, we announced a great tool, um, two tools that did stand counts. So actually using machine learning companies, other companies are building on top of our platform to bring their tools that can do amazing things, like count, the count crops in a field from the drone data. But another company, Betterview, that we're working with that can do roof analysis. So you can imagine you're a drone service provider. You have an insurance company that's looking to understand the quality of a roof or hail damage. You go fly a drone, collect some photos, you press a button on drone deploy, and you have some um, a team based here, one of our partners, Betterview, they'll actually create a PDF report on what's happened to your roof, what are the problems, and it can happen just with a click of a button. 
lots of really cool things happening on the platform. Yeah, well, uh, I think that that's one thing I'm definitely seeing with uh, with your your app is that uh, it's let's say <clears throat> taking or giving people more information, uh, the end users, so they don't have to kind of analyze the imagery and data themselves. And you see, it kind of sounds like that's that's the total direction you guys are going. Yeah, it's, it's actually a really fine line if we want to trade. On the on the one hand, we would love to be able to say, I don't know, we've got a lot of uh, customers in the agricultural sector. We'd love to be able to say, like, hey, this is the way you should apply pesticides or fertilizer and help actually give them directions and decisions. So we, we are working with partners that kind of take steps towards that. But on the other hand, if you think about the industries that we work in, in construction, agriculture, whatever, there's so much context that you need. Um, so it's very difficult for an outsider to say, you know, you just need to do X or Y. Um, so we're trying to walk this line where we can provide all the tools for an individual user to say, I know my field. Um, let me do the analysis to make the decisions. On the one hand, we're doing those things, but we're also going a step further and saying, you know, there are tools that can be a little bit more prescriptive, provide a little bit more intelligence, and kind of provide both so people can make make their own decisions. Well, that kind of uh, is what my presentation was about. I mean, I've, I've got a lot of experience in construction, and there were a lot of things I can see from the aerial photography, but... Um, you know, there's some other things that I can't see, and some of those tools would benefit a guy like me, so I don't have to spend as much time analyzing uh, the imagery. So that's that's good news. Yeah. Um, I, you know. I, oh, go ahead. Sorry, uh, I was just going to say construction is an exciting kind of space for us. You'll have seen in the reports where we announced the five million acres. We talk about construction; it's one of our fastest-growing sectors, and. It's really interesting that sending the data, you can look at it on so many different levels. But fundamentally, the thing that we're finding a lot of customers telling us in the construction world is that, you know, it's great, we can do lots of really interesting things. We can identify the, the volume of a stockpile and we can measure things and we can identify how much soil we need to move or um, the distance between things, all sorts. But the most, the biggest value that some of our customers are getting is simply just getting an aerial view and being able to share that around the organization. It's kind of removing location as a problem. You can imagine you're a big construction company, you have 200 construction sites all around the US. Before, if any individual was gonna to contribute to that construction project, they had to be on site, they had to take a, a flight to get there. But now for the first time, a drone, somebody can fly a drone, collect the data, create a 3D model, and share that across the organization. So anyone with an interest in that project, whether they're a cost estimator or a CEO who has to maintain the relationship, they can just get a quick view of what's happening, what's the state of things, um, what's happening in one construction site that's similar to another. And that's, it's kind of funny that we, have, we talk about all the advanced things that, that are important and we be building them, but actually it's often the simple things which create the most value. Yeah, and it's, you know, uh, now that you, you say that, too, that reminds me of my uh, the student that I brought with me to your office. Uh, actually, he was working on a, uh, up in Healdsburg, they're going to turn a uh, quarry into a green space. And uh, he had actually used your software to build a 3D model and then printed out a 3D model of the space uh, on awesome. his own 3D printer. Oh, yeah, so he has, he had this, um, he had uh, several 
3D models, and what, the biggest one was probably like three by six inches or whatever, but you could actually, the idea that, that the space was tangible and in your hand yeah. was something that was totally new. And so he could show that at the uh, county council meeting and say, hey, you know, here's, here's the space, and here's what it looks like now, and here's my rendering. And I really thought that that laid a, a whole new layer on being able to, let's say, um, disseminate information to people. So it's a very interesting, yeah. uh, 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 let's say, addition to the proposal. Now I know Colin's been pretty quiet back there. Colin, I hear the, I hear the uh, the, the wheel there spinning. So you got something for us? Well, yeah, I, I want to echo what what Mike is saying, especially about the construction market. We just completed a uh, research this past summer on uh, the truth about drones and construction and infrastructure inspection, and um, we we I, I agree with him. We talked to several uh, companies that were using them. You know, the Beck Group and DPR and Sandus and several others, and they they are finding new ways to use uh, aerial imaging in construction, and it's something that they didn't have before. And the thing that that um, I really like about drone deploy in particular is that it puts a lot of that information in into the hands of the person who is doing the survey immediately right you get this mobile preview and and i think it was one of the great things that that drone deploy did which was to build their application on mobile first and not mm. do it on a pc because that is how the workers now are engaging with their work. They're engaging with mobile devices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's that's so important. And I think it's been surprising, actually. Most of the tools out there don't actually enable a user to see the data on their iPad or on their iPhone. That's what people are mm-hmm. using in the field. They're not at their desktop. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been a, a really big push for us is that, look, if you're going to build a technology today that's going to be used out in the field, it's got to work everywhere. So you've got to be able to use it at your desktop because you're there some of the time and you can do more sophisticated analyses. Um, but it's got to work uh, out in the field too on your iPad. And you don't want to have a restricted experience where you can't do the things you need to do. Mm-hmm. And so that's actually one of the things we're most proud of in terms of our products is that we actually have the same interface for our iPhone, Android, and our web interface. So you can do everything you can on the web on, on your phone or on your iPad. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And the other thing is, is pr- pretty much uh, you can use these on uh, most of the uh, available, let's say, flying platforms out there. Yeah. So, I mean, Colin was going to talk about DJI. Um, we can <laughs> accept data from, from every drone. So we have people flying sense flyers, even Arions and whatever there's people using 3DRs even, and they're throwing data into what we call map engine to process the data into 3D models, which are presented back onto our analytical interface. But kind of the most seamless experience you can use with drone deploys if you have a DJI, just a Phantom or an Inspire or whatever, M100. Um, And our drone app, which is on both Android and iOS, can actually control that drone in two taps. That's what you were talking about earlier, literally two taps. You can get a drone up and flying. It will fly itself in a, a lawnmower pattern to cover an area of ground. It will take photos in the right spaces. It will set the cameras to the right settings and generate the photos you need that can be processed into the 3D models and elevation maps and auto maps or plant health analysis 
or for you. So it's actually it's literally a two-step process, which which really surprises a lot of people. Now, hey, Mike, I got a question for you. You you didn't start out with DJI though, right? Didn't you start out with open source and then um, kind of add the um, add the, the the DJI later? And and correct me if I'm wrong, but if that is the case, and tell us how that um, how that's now shaking out with your user base. Are you seeing more open source or more DJI? Where where are most of the users? Um, um, what are their aircraft? Yeah. Um. So we when we started drone deploy, go back into the founding story. That was three and a half years ago. Back then, you couldn't actually write software to interact with almost any drone. Um, we actually had to hijack a radio link just to be able to control the drone. But mm. about a year and a half ago, we partnered with DJI when they released their SDK. And this was a big moment for us because for the first time you could buy a drone off Amazon for the price of a laptop and download our app onto your phone and just control it and control this drone. Um, previously, if you're using, if you think about open source, we're often thinking about the Pilot system from 3DR. Um, it was a lot more involved. To actually get a drone flying successfully, you needed a bit more skill and a bit more knowledge. And we really wanted to build a tool that anyone could use, uh, not just people that were that had experience with drones. And so it was a big moment for us to actually be able to start using DJIs, and that has grown really fast for us. So right now, if you look at the report in the 5 million acres, we actually have a list of the top drones that our user base use, and DJI is by far and away the largest of the drone suppliers. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But, uh, yeah, well, I mean, that's, I have to, uh, you know, for full disclosure, that's the only platform that I've used your app on, and I've done it both on the Phantom and the, uh, the Inspire. And, you know, you know it works it's, great, it's actually, man. You know, it's, it's actually quite surprising the quality of data you can get from a drone that costs $1,000. I mean, when we first started using them, we were actually really surprised because that they, they have these the cameras on them, and they're just little cameras. They've got, but they've got great gimbals. They great sensors. They're pretty much the same sensor that you find on a GoPro, a little Sony sensor, with a nice uh, rectilinear lens. So data that they, they output is yet up there with the best stuff in the, the much more expensive drones. Well, and it is that's interesting too that you say that because you know when I I was the guy years ago who said hey what are you guys going to do when the thousand dollar Chinese drone shows up and uh, it wasn't the first time or the last time that people said I was crazy but uh, yeah. it is pretty amazing what can be uh, what can be done with and, these and, these consumer level drones and and that's why they're the most popular drones on on job sites so the DJI Phantom is the most popular drone commercially. Um, so that's what was being used on a lot of the construction sites, users of the farmers, and that's kind of our recommended platform to start with. Just get a drone off Amazon, uh, download our app, <laughs> even start using it for free. And actually, maybe I should make a quick call out, shout out for the construction sh- sector. We're running a webinar on the 22nd of September. It's with uh, one of our customers, Bryce Gordon Gorey, and we're just going to go through if you're in construction. Okay, like what is the process to start? What are what can you do with drones and get one of our customers to talk a bit about their journey with drones. 
Yeah, that would be uh, very interesting, I'm sure, for a lot of people. Because that, that, that's another thing is, uh, you know, I've always said from the beginning of, of when I got into the uh, drone thing many years ago is that the promise was, um, you know, self-guided data collection um, and what you can do with that. And then also drones really augmented existing businesses. So people that have this business that can use the drones, uh, I, I think that there's a, let's say, a, um, a big opportunity to uh, teach these people how to wring the most out of the drone and then also uh, applications like you have. And I, I think that'll be a great thing. And I, I'm sure you guys have plans for more webinars for different, um, different sectors. Yeah. Uh, we actually ran our first one about a week ago. And it's been amazing the interest. We won, ran one for the agricultural sector. We had two farming users and kind of advocates for the technology. And 2,000 people signed up. I mean, there's such a huge really? hunger. I mean, hmm. Colin can speak about this too. Is there's a hunger for information about how to use drones. So hmm. many people are hearing about them as a tool. And yeah, they want to know what, what can they do? What's, what's, what's hype and what's reality? And so we're running a series of these uh, webinars construction ones up next where we try and highlight a real person. It's not like just us talking about drones. We, we know how to make drone software, but we're not the experts in using drones in construction. And that's why we bring forward this company, Brassfield & Gorey, who have been doing it for, I think, at least a year now. They've, they actually had their, their quite a big construction company. They had their company pilots flying around the country to fly that drone under Section 233. And that's how much value they're getting out of the drone is that they're willing to get their pilots to fly around just to pilot this drone to um that you, you can imagine how much that costs them yes well you know uh, I'm, that's a, that's another thing i wanted to get into is the part 107 thing but uh you know even years ago i knew other people that were doing it with uh small systems like the cracker barrel uh construction projects there was a bridge and i, I want to say it was a minnesota years ago that collapsed and there was actually a guy I knew that would go up there and fly and take uh, low-altitude aerial photography. And the, the contractor was a multinational contractor. And the, even the value that they got out of that, they used to pay the guy to drive up there and uh, take, yeah. the, video, or take the, uh, the, the photographs. And they love to turn around and all the rest of that. And, and now that 107 is here, I think that uh, a lot of these companies are going to realize what this low-altitude aerial photography imagery and information gathering can bring. I do, I am kind of, uh, and, I, and I did want to talk about this a little bit. You brought it up, Mike, is kind of the separating the, the, the wheat from the hype, as it were. And uh, I'm, I'm calling, kind of calling August 29th the, the, the day where the droners have to kind of put up or shut up uh, with all the hype that's been out there. And uh, I don't know, what do you, I mean, I know you guys have been pretty straightforward with what you offer. And that's one thing I will my, say, tip my hat to drone deploy is you guys are like, hey, here's what we have, here's what you can do, and this is what we offer. And have a nice day. And yeah. I've never really seen any false claims, so I don't think that you guys are going to have to really, uh, let's say, uh, put up for, for the hype because you've been pretty honest. But uh, anybody have any comments about, uh, let's say, the post-August 29th drone environment? Mike, you go first. Well, I was going to suggest Colin. I've been speaking a ton, so okay. Colin, Colin gets an outside of you well, looking on. 
Well, I, I think I take a same, similar view that Patrick takes, and that is, I think that that you know, the August 29th and and what's going to happen after that with people taking the test and you know having to learn um, things like sectional maps and understanding. There's a tremendous amount of understanding that's going to have to 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 uh, go to. They have to study, right? This isn't a slam dunk. This isn't just taking out my. Um, uh, my drone and um, you know running a lawnmower pattern. This is this is really um, aviation. So uh, we now have to sort of like like Patrick said, put up or shut up. I think there will be sort of a little bit of a shakeout, and it'll take some time. And I think people will be retaking the test. I think don't think that people are going to go in, and some people are going to think, ah, well, I'll just go in, I'll take the test, see how I do. And yeah, you can retake the test, and and that's fine. Um, I think what happens next is what interests me most. Right. What happens then? Because there seems, there's a shift, right? The shift has been that you have certified the company with a Section 333, right? You haven't certified a pilot. There, the, you always had to have a pilot. Now you have this shift to where you're not sanctioning the company. You're actually sanctioning the pilot, right? So, you know, the actual wording is... Uh, a remote pilot certificate with a small UAS rating under the Part 107 mm-hmm. rule. Um, and mm-hmm. that means that, that just, just from my perspective, the way we look at it, we look at it as, as this is a different animal than, than what we've been, and a different operating set of rules that we've been operating under from before, whereas now it allows just about anybody to hang out their shingle, whereas before, you know, the serious players got in, they wanted to differentiate themselves, they, they put up a Section 333, they applied, or they did a copy and paste, and they put it on there, and we know that many of them never had their pilot's license, right? They never had mm-hmm. it. Now they've got to have something, right? So now we're going to see what's really going to happen. But one of the things we've tracked from the very beginning, Patrick, and, and you know this because you've seen my forecast and you've seen how we've we've done surveys of users and over the years now it's cumulative, we see the same pattern happening. And the same pattern is this, that that we expect to see aerial photography and video and filmmaking being the largest market and still being the one that people get into because photographers add this to their bag of tricks. Right, they already have. Mm-hmm. They go out, and they buy, you know, they buy a simple drone with a 4K camera, and they take pictures and they take video, and that's their gig. But they've been doing that on land, right? So it's mm-hmm. just another tool in their tool bag, right? But there are players now who we know from the research tells us that they want to do more than that. They're going to have to differentiate themselves. So we see this rush in. Uh, we're going to see this in the film, photo, and video market, and then we're going to see people start moving out and spreading out and beginning to do things. And I think what's really great is is that Mike's perfectly positioned for the company for the what will happen next, which is those who want to do automated mapping and and um, do uh, expanded services beyond just film, photo, and video. And these are higher price services. They'll get more margin for it. They'll get more money for for this activity. They've got an app. It's ready to use. It's easy to use. And what that will do is allow more entrance into those other markets like uh, construction, like mapping, like um, GIS work, like um, construction, like um, agriculture, like you name it, um, because the app is already there and it's ready. So they won't have to come up the steep learning curve. So I'm very excited about it. 
I'm excited too, and I, you know, I think that there's um, some interesting points. I, I, it is aviation. I, I'm already hearing some grousing about what's what's uh, some of the knowledge and whatnot that you need for the test, and some of it doesn't make sense, and, and that's understandable. But um, you know, I think the shift again. We're going to go to the PIC. Uh, this is aviation. You're going to have to kind of uh, learn this stuff. You're going to, I think, need insurance. Again, echoing what you just said about augmenting existing businesses, I think that there's going to be some of these people, you know, uh, the home inspections you may need uh, or roof inspections you may need, errors and omissions insurance if you don't want to get sued. Uh, mm-hmm. Surveyors and whatever are going to probably add drones to their bag of tricks. That's another thing you have to be careful. Uh, mm-hmm. Surveyors are li- licensed. So I think that uh, there'll be people, grown people, that kind of rush out there and go, yeah, I'm ready to go into business, and then they're going to figure out that uh, there might be some other things that they need to do. Let's say T's to cross and I's to dot before you run out there and make a gazillion dollars. Now, I do talk to a lot of people that are like, oh, I'm getting into the film industry, and I went out and I bought the whatever to carry the red. Do you know anyone in the movie industry? No. Have you ever done, worked on a movie set before? No. <laughs> you, know? you ever worked for a producer or a director? Yeah, do you think you're going to work in the movies? Yes. You know, when they see my flight, I'm like, eh. I know, I have, I have kids at the school, too. They think, I'm going to be in the movies. And that that's even changing as this technology kind of proliferates or get out, gets out there. More and more people are getting exposed to it. You don't have to be the drone guy anymore, you know. More people mm-hmm. are used to it. So it, it ought to be interesting to see how it goes. This was a great conversation, as always. Uh, Colin, thanks for being on. Mike, uh, thanks for being on. Actually, what's what's your uh, website, Mike? Yeah, so check us out. It's dronedeploy.com. So it's dronedeploy.com. Um, we're also going to be in a couple of um, shows in the next few days. We'll be going to the Bex Hybrids at Farm Progress. We'll be in the Dex Hybrids booth. Um, we're going to be at Interdrone. Um, so come check us out. Download our app. Um, as Philip and Col- Patrick and Colin have said, it's like super easy to use. Um, and it's free. Yeah, so just get started. Make a 3D need, model. If you need a guy to do the training on how to use the app, I'm available. And you can use Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, click one. I'm just going to add to that. Go ahead, yeah. I was just going to add to the part 107. Like I think one thing that's interesting is um, obviously we had people applying for the Section 63s, but we've known in the industry that there have been lots of people just using drones. You're a farmer, it's your land. Some people have just been doing it and getting the data, and that's been a big population. Now we're going to see, because of the regulations, it's kind of slowed down adoption in enterprises and large companies who weren't willing to take on any we're thinking about the legislative risk. Now what mm-hmm. we're seeing is quite interesting is lots of large companies are, they've already they've tried with Section 23 or they've got some drone service providers in. Now they have the opportunity to get serious and they're starting to think about how do they scale a drone operation. They don't want just one drone for their 200 construction sites. They want one drone per construction site. And it's been really interesting to like, be part of these conversations to see them. They're thinking about how do we train up at least one person per site. Do we want to do the training ourselves? Uh, like have internal training to, to be able to pass mm-hmm. um, the, the test for the 107. 
And so what we're seeing is that it's going to be something that a lot of people are going to put on their CV. If you're in construction or in ag, being able to say, hey, look, I can, I can fly drones, I have the right certificates, it's going to be quite a big thing. And a lot of people are going to go and do it, irrespective of if they're actually going to build a business around it. It's more like a core skill in their tool belt to be able to contribute to, to a company. Mm-hmm. I agree. I do yeah, think, I agree. though, that the, the bigger companies need to really think about how they craft and construct a drone program. And I, I talk to the Fortune 500s, as I'm sure you guys do, and some of the stuff that they talk about kind of scares me. Um, as far as like what they what think, that? A, a dr- well, these drone programs, what's dr- you know, yeah, we're starting a drone program. Okay. What does that mean? Well, we, we ordered a phantom and it. it's coming next week. And, and I was like, uh, there might be a little bit more to it than that. You know, you might want to think about, you know, well, I don't want to give away the store, but there are things that these, that these companies should think about, um, cause they are, they could actually be, uh, exposing themselves to a lot of liability also. So, there's things they need to figure out, but it is aviation, and uh, I think they need to think of it that way. So, on that note, any closing statements, guys? No, well, I just want to say congratulations again to uh, to Mike and the drone deploy team um, for for um, for a job well done, and um, just looking. I'm really looking forward to seeing what's coming next. Oh, you know, it's kind of funny. Yeah, I I don't even know that we even covered the big news. <laughs> Maybe we should. <laughs> I think we should because I think you know what we had that whole conversation, and I don't even think we covered the big news. Mike, tell us the big news. Yes, today drone deploy. Uh, we're announcing that we just took a round of funding, twenty million from some um, great venture capital firms, um, including Scale Venture Partners. Uh, Rory there is joining our board is on the board of Box.net and uh, and DocuSign got a ton of experience of helping companies like ours uh, build sustainable, big sustainable businesses that can serve the needs of, of business. Um, so we, yeah, we've raised this money and we're going to be putting it to work over the next few years. We're trying to improve our products, build our team, and really try and move towards our, our vision of putting a drone in every job site and making drones an accessible, productive tool for anyone. So I, one thing I just want to make a shout-out, I'm sure in your audience is a couple of drone deploy users. I just want to thank you, Patrick, Colin included. Um, we're here because we've, we've got an amazing user base, people that have really helped direct us to, to build the right product for them and have shown us how, how drones can be useful. So I want to make a shout-out thanks to, to everyone that's used drone deploy. Well, you know, you're welcome, and I'll see if I can uh, help you out with that in the future. Uh, yeah, great product. Like I said earlier, you guys have uh, you've worked hard. You're a great bunch of guys. I mean, you know, um, seeing the company grow, I like where you guys are going. I can only imagine that uh, now you guys will, will have, let's say, the, uh, the tools to make a tool for the rest of us. Good luck with that. Congratulations again. Uh, you know, thank thank Juno and Nick for me too, and uh, tell them I said congratulations, good luck, and we'll be talking in the future. Fantastic, thanks, Patrick. Bye, Colin. All right. Okay, thanks again. <laughs>